you see the blue light flashing, apparently it means I'm going to have said something wrong and Roy's going to delete it later. All right, uh, good morning everyone. Thank you, Jimmy, for uh, putting up the mic. I'm not very good at holding the mic, so just let it do its stuff. I'm Alistair, and uh, it's great to be. Long time means that I'm old. It's, it's fine, you can just say an old person in the church. Um, it's also great to be back and great to be speaking again. And actually, there was no clear subject today, so it's also nice just to pray to God and say, well, what do you want me to speak on? And uh, God told me, um, well, he put first, I think, into a chorus that Trina and the band are going to come back at the end and uh, lead us in which really wraps up all that I'm going to say this morning. So that was sort of what came into my mind. And, then, and it's about freedom. And then I was taken to Galatians 5 and verse 1, and it says this. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Now, when I was a kid, which we already know was a long time ago, um, I remember my mum telling me, it's eight o'clock, Alistair, time for bed. And I think in the most part, I was obedient and trundled up the stairs, cleaned my teeth, jumped into bed. Of course, I monitored closely to check my mum was following me, knowing that she would come to my bed and that she would uh, sit on my bed and read me the next chapter of the book that we were into that night, kiss me goodnight, and of course, tuck me up. No prayer at that stage because my mum was still yet to become a Christian. That was thanks to Billy Graham sometime in the early 80s in Bristol in the UK. In the UK at that time, and I'm really not sure what happens today, there was a 9pm TV watershed. Before, after 9pm, it was more sort of adult viewing. And before it was children's stuff or any, any age stuff. Uh, they would just assume that all kids at uh, that age were tucked up in bed and uh, they could continue with that adult stuff. And I was so excited. The freedom to stay up and watch, shows my age now, the latest space mission or um, perhaps a special treat at Christmas to stay beyond that nine o'clock threshold and be able to watch the TV. And then, of course, the late teens came, away at university, all sleep restrictions were removed. But of course, new limits came into play. Throughout life, our freedoms are limited. Sometimes, perhaps most of the time, we don't really appreciate our freedoms until those freedoms are taken away from us. And I think this is what COVID has done to us all in many areas of our lives. And for myself, I don't find it that easy. I want to be able to give more than two people a lift in my car. I want to be able to stay out with friends beyond seven o'clock and yet still sleep in my own bed. I actually want to go and watch the latest James Bond movie. <laughs> but there we are, those are the sacrifices. But one great thing is they're allowing us back in church. And we really thank God for that. And it's great to be here in presence. And what I want us to do, if you're not comfortable with this, just stay seated. But if you are comfortable, I'd like us to get up and to offer one another a sign of peace. Say, welcome back, put your mask on, and uh, bump the arm or do something and say, welcome back, God's peace be with you. Let's just mingle a minute and do that.
Welcome back. Thanks for leaving. Peace be with you. Welcome back. Peace be with you. Welcome back. Peace be with you. Hey, hey, welcome back. Peace be with you. Giving up on drumming these days. Peace be with you. Hey, after a long time. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Okay, well done everyone. I think we can have more of that at the end. It is nice to be free. and It's nice to be back and be able to physically see people and touch people socially while respecting our SOPs, etc. Now, free twice. In our verse that we're looking at this morning, we see that freedom is mentioned twice. Let me read the verse again. Galatians 5 and verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. We see that free is mentioned twice. Firstly, in the context of Christ setting us free. And this is in relation to us being free from the inevitable consequences of sin as clearly stated in that verse that perhaps you all know, Romans 6 and verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Of course, this is the core of our Christian belief. And perhaps we won't understand all that this freeing entailed until ultimately we reach heaven and see Christ in all of his holiness. Revelations 21 gives us a bit of a description in verses 22 and 23. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. So, free from the just punishment for sin. But also, in being set free from sin, we are being released into freedom. What a wonderful thing to be free to enjoy freedom. That's what Christian life is all about. Now, I just... Actually, before I wrote this section, I, I just watched a bit of Al Jazeera before the news. And it was a documentary about a Muslim man who had been wrongly accused of killing a man and had spent 21 years on death row in a Pakistani jail. 21 years. After 21 years, the judge acknowledged that the facts and evidence uh, had been fabricated. And the man was released as a free man. Can you imagine that? 21 years in jail for a crime you knew that you'd never done. And then released. How has the world changed? How has your family changed? You are pardoned, but do others really believe it? What job can you do? He faced so many challenges. But at the bottom line, he was free. And you could see the joy and the happiness in him. And the happy ending to this story was that he used that freedom to come to get married. And it's the thing finished with the celebration of his marriage. Christ has set you free. The question we all need to ask is what are we going to do 
with this freedom. I came across a study, and so I don't acknowledge this is my own great thinking, which considered six ways in Christ used his freedom. And perhaps this is a good starting point for us. Firstly, Jesus did not use his freedom to deceive. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. Truthfulness. Secondly, Jesus did not use his freedom to retaliate. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. 1 Peter 2 and verse 23. Self-control. Jesus did not use his freedom to threaten. When he suffered, he made no threats. 1 Peter 2 and verse 23. Love. Jesus used his freedom to trust in, judge, in the judgment of God. He entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. 1 Peter 2 and verse 23. Faithfulness. Jesus used his freedom to absorb pain. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. 1 Peter 2 and verse 24. Kindness. And finally, Jesus used his freedom to act redemptively. He bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. 1 Peter 2 and verse 24. Goodness. Now, do those capital letter words sound familiar to you in some way? You've seen them in some other part of Scripture? Silence. Exactly. Can rely on Rory. Very good. Yeah, they're the fruits of the Spirit. And those fruits are mentioned in the same passage that we're looking at. Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and safe self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now, you see where our freedom in Christ is taking us. And I like the quote, although I'm not actually sure where it's from, so maybe I shouldn't quote it. Freedom means, the, means that you have the ability to do something different. And this is emphasized even more in John verse 8, verse 36, when it says, when the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. As Christians, we are free. The COVID pandemic has not been easy for any of us. And I know for many of us in this room today, it continues to be difficult for us. But having traveled through this COVID experience, let us use the freedom that we have in Christ to do something different. Perhaps be challenged by one of the six ways in which Jesus used his freedom. And certainly consider the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and, and self-control. How can we do something different to demonstrate these fruits in our own lives, within our families and communities, and within the wider world in which we find ourselves placed? In many countries, post-COVID, there is lots of talk about building back better. And I hope that this is the case, so that all will enjoy a better life. But for us in KIC Laboa to be empowered, I want us to be empowered by our church vision. Thank you, Rory, for sending it to me, or the link. It's on the website. If you ever need it, it's on the website. Um, accepted and transformed to bring God's kingdom into our world. 
to do this. Let us bring out the fruits of the Spirit in our lives and use the freedom we have in Jesus to build back together. We greeted one another with a sign of peace. We brought one another together as KIC Laboa. We're from different places around here. We have different backgrounds, different ages, different colors, different nations, different tribes. But we have freedom in Christ. Each of us is a critical part that makes up the family of KIC Laboa. How am I going to use my freedom in Christ to bring God's kingdom into this world more? Now, our verse doesn't stop by talking about freedom. It also mentions two other words. The yoke of slavery. That's three, but anyway. I like the Bible because it looks... Uh, I like the Bible because it's not a book that sweeps the difficult bits of thinking or of people's application of the thinking under the carpet. In the Bible, we can learn from the weakness of the people it writes about as well as their strengths. And actually, apart from Jesus himself, all the people mentioned seem to have a descriptive balance of strong and weak characteristics. And this takes them through the many ups and downs that we all travel through in our Christian lives. In Galatians 5, we have this same straightforwardness. Of course, with freedom, we have the ability to use this to expand the positive elements of human beings the opportunity to express the fruits of the Spirit. But we can also use this freedom to be drawn into the darker elements of being human. Galatians 5 and verse 13 puts it like this. You, more, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Indulge in the flesh. Sounds so earthy. And such things in the KIC group, we normally leave to our brother Rory to deal with. So for full details of these earthly things, fleshly things, we wait for the next episode of Rory's uh, fleshy series. But on a serious note, we all know only too well the realities of these fleshly aspects of human existence as they are listed very frankly in Galatians 5, verses 19 to 21. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, fractions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I thought to myself as I was preparing. I wonder what it says in the message about that same verse. So let me read you the message version. Very graphic, as always, in the message. Galatians 5, verse 19 to 21. It is obvious what kind of, kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, a stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzies and joyless grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religions, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper and impotence to love or to be loved, divided homes and divided lies, 
small-minded and lopsided pursuits, the vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival, uncontrolled and con uncontrollable addictions, ugly parodies of community, I could go on. Yes, we could go on in thinking about these things, but this is not for today. What I know is that we all know something of at least one of these things within our lives. And with this in mind, I want us to come back to the verse of today. Galatians 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. I want us to note the use of the words yoke and slavery. These are both words that alienate the animal, as in yoke, or human, as in slave, from the possibility of freedom. When I used to work in Arua, when I first came to Uganda in the early 1990s, we were encouraging farmers to use cattle for plowing, and we would ask the people to bring forward their pairs of cattle for training. And these animals would be tied together by a wooden yoke and be trained to work together to power the fields. They had to work as a pair. They had no option. One went this way, the other had to go this way. One went this way, the other way. The other one had to go this way. And the slave has no option but to obey his or her master. And this is the danger with these acts of flesh. A little tends to lock us in to more. And ultimately we lose the freedom which we have in Christ and become slaves to these dark passions that stir within us. So I simply say, be careful. And if you find yourself becoming yoked, addicted might be a more modern word, then don't be ashamed, but confess to Jesus. Become accountable to a close Christian friend, in brackets of the same sex. And never be fearful to come and ask help from one of our leadership, KIC leadership team members. It happens to us all, even the best. As the Apostle Paul says in Chairs with Timothy, the saying is a trustworthy, this is a saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. That's the words of the Apostle Paul. I want to close by reading a section from one of the most famous speeches of all time, written to a man by a man who was killed a few months after I was born. So you know how old I am now. <laughs> Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. said these words in his iconic I Have a Dream speech of the 28th of August, 1963. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring from the prestigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleges of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from the stone mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and every molehill of Mississippi, 
From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And when this happens, and when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Galatians 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. I'm going to pray, and then by way of celebrating our freedom from sin, our freedom to live, and our freedom to meet again, I've asked Trina and the band to come back and sing a song of celebration. Jesus, we celebrate your victory. Let's just pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for our freedom. We thank you first of all and foremost for enabling us to be free from our sin, that one day we will see you in heaven in all that glory because of your death on that cross, because you died in our place to take away our sin. Lord, that we can come before you holy, washed in your blood. But Lord, we also thank you that that freedom has enabled us to, or freeing has enabled us to enjoy the freedom that you planned for us. Lord, let us use that freedom wisely. Let us enjoy life to its full in all the abundance that you have for us. And Lord, we know that all of us, at times we fail. At times we see those elements of our fleshly self coming through. Lord, thank you that as we confess those things, Lord, you come and you forgive us those sins and you will cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. Lord, continue to be with us. May we just celebrate our freedom. May we just celebrate your love for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Trina and the band. She's already here.